0: Okay, into hour two of Sportsnet today. Coming July to live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. For Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems by visiting them at dlbasementsystems.com. Hour one in the books. Taking a look back on Wednesday night in Winnipeg for the Calgary Flames. A 3-2 shootout win against the Jets. Heard from Ryan Huska and Dustin Wolf amongst others. Also had our regular Thursday chat with Adnan Verk. If you missed any of the content on Hour One, feel free to catch it on the podcast. Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite pods from. Podcasts go up just minutes after every hour finishes here on Sportsnet 960. Still to come on the program today, we'll check in on the Calgary Stampeders and their matchup with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Matty Rose is going to join us for a stamps report. We'll get Taylor's Kevin Biggio predictions for the Jays. Take a look ahead at the Thursday night matchup as well. And the NFL week four kicks off tonight with the Packers and the Detroit Lions. We're focusing back in. On the Calgary Flames, practice continued at the Windsport Event Center. Training camp, well underway for the Calgary Flames. Tough day yesterday. The Chris Snow news, Jacob Pelche injury news. Good news, a win in Winnipeg. Michael Backlund named the 21st captain of the Calgary Flames, along with a two-year contract extension. But it was back to work today for the club and lots to get to at practice today for the Calgary Flames. A little bit of everything today. Power play work here at Winsmore going on. Uh, Mark Savard worked with the top unit of Elias Lindholm, Jonathan Huberto, Yegor Sharangovich, Nazem Kadri, and Rasmus Anderson. Second unit on the power play today was Backland Manjapani Dubé with Hannafin and Wieger on the point. Also saw the flames working on something they didn't do much of last year, which was some three on three overtime work and even a bit of shootout practice as well. So a busy day at wind as training camp continued flames are getting set for a matchup against the Edmonton Oilers on Friday. That'll be preseason game number five of eight for the Calgary flames. The 7 PM puck drop from the Scotia bank saddle dome. Let's hit it. Check in with the head coach, Ryan Huska. He spoke to the media at length today following practice at Winsport. Uh, some on the activities that they got up to with the team today. Uh, news on Michael Backlund. Of course, thoughts with Chris Snow. Lots to get to with the Flames head coach. Let's check in with Ryan Huska following practice
1: on Thursday.
2: Okay. Uh, and that is about your captain and just yeah. why, from your vantage point, he is the ultimate fit.
1: Um, I, You know, I, I think... We talked earlier about the importance of a captain having a great relationship with his teammates, uh, with the coaching staff, and with the management group because there's so many different things that come into play um, when you when you wear that C on your on your chest. Um, the players or his teammates were almost unanimous in conversations with them that they thought he was the the best person to represent them. Uh, our coaching staff. Um, along the way you're always hopeful that a guy will sign uh, a longer term contract which made our decision um, really easy and when it comes to his relationship with management too i mean you you can look no further than craig and michael playing together so there's the start of a relationship that gets built there but michael really understands the importance of community and understands what it means to be a calgary flame um, so when you combine all that stuff um, together, he's just a, a great choice for us. I know one that is going to do a great job leading this team.
3: You had him back in Kelowna, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. What can you tell us about the 19-year-old-ish Michael Backlund to where he is
1: now? Yeah, Well, he's quite a bit different now from where he was. I mean, we were fortunate actually that year to get him. Um, and in order to get him over to us, they had to, they had to play him a game here. So, he can get himself out of his contract in Sweden. So, after the World Junior Championship, that's what they did. They signed him, they played him, and they, I think they kept him here for almost a week before we saw him. But the nice part for us was we needed a, an elite player to come in. We had some good players at the time there with Jamie Benn and, and Tyler Myers, guys like that. Tyson Berry. Um, he was the guy we felt this is going to make us uh, put us over the top, and he surely did that. It allowed us to beat some really good teams in the Western Hockey League. Uh, but you see how he grows. Uh, along the way, but even at that age, you can see the leadership qualities that he did have, from coming into a team as a new guy, knowing nobody never played in North America before, to somebody that became um, one real good friends with all of those guys in the team, uh, and someone that we learned to lean on in, a, in, a, in short order.
2: Yeah. Can I ask you about um, Jacob Pelche, a young guy who, you know, by all accounts, sort of looked like he was going to maybe earn a spot on this roster. Yeah. Now, what is your job uh do you leave him alone do you make sure you check in on him what's your role now Is you kind of want to keep his confidence and keep him a part of
1: things oh yeah i mean that's <coughs> we have to do what's best for him and he was in a position this year where i you know i said last night he, he was going to make our team because um, of what he brings to the table his his skill set the energy that he brings his ability to play up and down your lineup um so it's really unfortunate that he had the injury that he had but our job now is to to make sure we support him in his recovery so we can help him get back as soon as possible so he'll go through all the steps along the way and then when he's getting closer um we'll work closely with him as well Uh, and of course you stay in touch with your players along the way like guys are giving it to him today already about getting back so it's it's one of those things unfortunately that players have to deal with you didn't like to see him have to deal with it you know from something in the exhibition season but it is what it is now his challenge is to make sure uh, he's focused on getting better and if he has the right mindset he'll be back sooner than later
4: just to circle back on michael for a second uh, you know last year and a lot of guys have talked about feeling like he's been the guy for a little while around here but um you know what do you think? You know he takes away. Is that did it feel like a dry run in a sense last year, but just maybe going through some of the challenges as he's talked about, and then you know maybe finding some other
1: leadership qualities in there too. Yeah, I, I think it was a, a challenge for him. You know, and I think that was for our, our whole group in general. They're, they were looking for someone, um, and nobody felt one hundred percent comfortable because they didn't have it on their chest. So I think that's going to allow um, Michael to feel even more confident in his ability to step up for his teammates. Um, uh, to sometimes take the heat from our group in our office to make sure that things are going the way they should be going. I just feel like he's, uh, he's much more confident now knowing that he's looked upon in that role and, and um, I guess he sees it on his chest now and that's, that's the biggest thing for him is he's got to take this responsibility head on um, and make sure he does whatever he has to take to help push our team forward right i I know it's not going to be easy it's not easy for anyone to talk about Chris snow, but yeah. you know we saw the news yesterday, and I'm just curious we have all talked about how he's inspired people and what he's meant what what's chris meant to to you well you know i i I think he was one of my bigger supporters in in helping me get this job, so he he means uh, a significant amount to me um it's a tough time and we're we're there for their family i mean that's what that's what we're about here um you, you know you so we're your heart goes out for what they're going through right now but we know he's uh he's a guy that's going to continue to to continue to fight like he always has um but we're most definitely with uh, kelsey and the kids for sure it's it's not easy especially when you do have a family of your own um yeah it's it's not an easy time for them for sure or or us He's a guy who's made such a difference uh, since his diagnosis. Just Obviously, you guys have a personal relationship, but it, are, are you as amazed as, as we are with how he's handled these last four years? And, yeah. yeah, and, and we, we see him a little differently than the other management group would see him. Um, a lot of times he's providing us with information about, you know, analytically what we can do better in certain situations, so you, you grow to appreciate the passion that he had for the game to try to help us with our job. Um, it's just the the one thing that we never saw. And I think Craig alluded to it yesterday. Not once did you ever see him feel sorry for himself for what he was going through. And I think when you talk about um, people looking at him as an inspiration, I I don't know how you can't um, because it's just never did he have a bad day considering the stuff that he was going through. And he continued to do his job to the best of his ability every day. So um, it's just not an easy thing
5: interactions with him like what would you guys talk about or what was your personal
1: relationship with? well funny story originally I would argue with him to start with on some of the analytics that would come out and then uh, w- once you would hear his reasoning for things and um, the way his brain or, or the way he worked with the analytics then um, we started to see more closely eye to eye to the point where now um, I see how important analytics are to uh, a coach's ability to whether it's putting the right lineup on the ice or adjusting some of your systems based on what the numbers and the tendencies are showing. Um, Chris was really influential in helping me develop in that regard to using um, analytics more effectively, for sure.
0: That's head coach of the Calgary Flames, Ryan Huska, checking in with the media this Thursday following the training camp session up at Winsport. And yeah, still a lot there about Chris Snow, who you know, remains in our thoughts, everything with Kelsey going on right now. Kelsey did share an update earlier this morning. Uh, The test yesterday confirmed that Chris will not wake up in life. Chris offered his body to a clinical trial to help others in death. He will do the same. He remains on life support while organ donation is arranged. We are so proud of him. And yes, that's really the perfect way to put it. Everyone incredibly proud of, of Chris Snow and everything that, He's been able to accomplish during this fight, and clearly, as you hear from Ryan and you heard from Craig yesterday, this is somebody that's you know not just a coworker, is a family member of the Calgary Flames, and um, there has been a GoFundMe set up by a family friend of the Snows. Uh, you can head to to Twitter uh, to find that Kelsey's uh, shared it on Twitter at Kelsey Wrights. It's up on uh, I believe Sportsnet nine Twitter account as well, uh, or my personal one, Fan nine hundred and sixty Logan. If you want to go there and you want to help uh the snow family out it's an incredibly tough time they've got a, a lot of support but nothing makes it easier during this time and i know you know having for chris in, in his time of need knowing that his family and his kids and everything will be taken care of is is such an important thing so uh as usual said this yesterday say today pat said it extremely well on flames talk and on flames warm up we're doing this all with with heavy hearts and um with the understanding that something a lot bigger than sports radio and, and the day-to-day stuff that we talk about is going on. And that's first and foremost, our thoughts with Kelsey and uh, the rest of the snow family. So uh, we continue on more uh, audio from practice today, including Rasmus Anderson. This was a great chat with Rasmus today. One of the guys I think in contention for that captain C this summer in Calgary, but also a guy over the last couple of weeks, who's been very vocal about Michael Backlund being the de facto captain of this team. And this is our first chance to chat with Rasmus since the official announcement yesterday. Some great stuff from Rasmus on his new captain in Michael Backlund and what they can expect going forward. Let's check in with the Flames defenseman following training camp practice on Thursday.
1: just want
3: to know if you noticed any extra jump in Michael Backlund's step this morning. No, not at all. No, uh, happy for him. Uh uh you know if there's one guy who deserves it it's Bax. that's for sure uh you know he's been here a long time he's uh i've said it before he's our leader on and off the ice and um in my opinion should have had it a few years ago
2: is there an example that comes to mind i know sort of last year nobody you know there was a lot of examples where he was showing that type of leadership is there something and you know him well enough to say this where he has kind of made that difference about why he is a natural fit
3: Uh, i think you know like for each new guy who comes in, uh, you know, he's so good at like welcoming everyone to the team. And uh, you know, if we're playing bad, he's the one that uh, you know talks to the talks to the team, talks to the coaches, whatever. You know, stands up in front of you guys. And um, but you know, he, he's such a he's such a good human being. He just kind of tries to take care of everyone around him.
6: Bruno
0: sort of said that it's not just that he'll buy
3: you a team dinner because he's captain, but he also signed a contract, so you guys might get two Yeah, it dinner. should be two. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, no, but I, Bax got all of that under control. If you know Bax, he's planned uh, six months ahead. So, um, you know, if you, if you try to make plans with him, um, you got to text him now for March.
5: <laughs> that's how he is. So uh,
3: uh, he's he's got it all under control, that's does for he, sure. Does he have signing? Solidify the room in any way in the sense of I think a few months ago there was you know are they are these guys going to sign who's going to sign who's going to stay who's going to go? does that sort of help bring the room a little more together i hope need- so <laughs> I hope so I mean uh obviously there's you know still a handful of guys without contract for next year, and uh, but I think I've said it before I mean I think you guys make a bigger deal out of it than we do um, you know once we 're in that room. Uh, we go out, we battle for each other, we play for each other, and, um, and uh, you know, we don't really pay too much attention to that stuff. Uh, we try to win hockey games.
4: Since you've been around the room, obviously Gio was their captain, but have you seen an evolution just sort of in Michael and, and the way that he, he leads in any sh-
7: way, shape, or form, or has it been pretty steady since you've been around?
3: No, I mean, he's, uh, I think he was around 30. Twenty nine thirty when i came in so you know he's always been in league for many years before that and um i think him and uh, him Gio and uh, i'll try to think here someone else was Moni. obviously was the leaders when i came in and um you know bax has been a uh, leader in my eyes ever since i stepped uh, ever since i got drafted and ever since i stepped a foot in that dressing room and uh, when i kind of became a regular and. Um, you know, I think uh, when him and Gio were the captain and assistant, they were a really good team. And I think, uh, you know, now when backs taking over, um, with, along with Tani and, you know, Hubie and Lindy, it's going to be a really good team. Wait, right. so when the Swedes go to dinner, now
2: that he's captain... He's paying. <laughs>
3: other, like, man, trying to get an
2: invite, other guys uh, actually be allowed in this elite club.
3: I don't know. Manji has a little work ahead of him, that's for sure. I've, I mean, I've known him for nine years now, and he still only knows one sentence in Swedish. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's got to pick it up a little bit. Can you repeat that sentence on air, or is that an off-air kind of thing? No, it's, he, he just knows what uh, what his name is. That's <laughs> the only that's the only thing. So he's, uh, he's, he's got a little work out of him, that's for sure.
2: Can I ask you about, you've been around long enough to have a rapport with Chris Snow and just uh, how that goes inside the locker room, given this very difficult news and maybe your thoughts and relationship with him.
3: Yeah, um, you know, obviously very sad. Um, you know, we talk about it quite a bit in the room and uh, you can tell that the mood is down and, um, you know... Uh, just the way he's been battling it and you know he never complains and uh, every time you see him he's had a smile on his face and um, and just the hard work of love hockey love the flames and um, you know he's been there obviously since i got drafted and uh, and you know it's uh, he's the kind of guy you could have come to with like if you wanted to improve your game and uh, he'll be the first in line to help you out and show you the stats where you're good at and what you need to improve on, and uh, you know, it just feels so sad for um, for him and his entire family.
4: that never complains part. Can you can you just put into words how inspiring that is, given
2: you know the all the things he has dealt with?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I, I can't really put it into words because it's uh, it's something you admire about him, and um, and you know, it's just I mean, I. I you know if if i got it or anyone else i'm sure I would complain quite a bit but uh you know it's uh he never complained i never saw him down i never saw him complaining about anything and uh he was uh you know very strong until uh until today and um and it's it's something you uh you know you you appreciate uh you appreciate his fighting and um you know, you kind of look yourself in the mirror sometimes when uh, when you find yourself complaining, that's for sure. he
2: can you use this as a little inspiration somehow, either personally or as a group?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, as I said, you know, uh, Chris Snow, he um, he breathed Calgary Flames. You know, he loved every second of it. And uh, and as I said, he was a hell of a person, great family family man and a uh, hell of a father. So, uh, you know, he put that into perspective and... Um, it makes you think, that's for sure. And we can definitely find that as inspiration.
0: Some really outstanding stuff from Rasmus Anderson following practice at Windsport on Thursday. Great stuff on the new captain, Michael Backlund, and uh, at the end there on Chris Snow. And you know the Calgary Flames locker room. Uh, with heavy hearts right now, as uh, as a lot of us are, thinking about Chris Snow and his family. And yeah, I can as agree with Rats 100% that you can See that being a big motivational factor for the Calgary Flames this season uh, with Chris and Kelsey and all of the Snow family uh, on their minds. One more flame to hear from, from practice. Wanted to get you this uh, from Jonathan Huberto. Uh, it's been a good start to camp for him. He's feeling a lot more like himself. Excited to get back out there on the ice. He had a great showing in that 10-0 uh, Flames victory the other day against the Vancouver Canucks. He also spoke to the media following another training camp session at Winsport. I mean, he must be uh, thrilled for back in the day.
6: Yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, has been here forever. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a true leader. It's a guy, you know, you want to you play for and work, work for him. And, you know, he, sh- he shows the way off the ice, on the ice. And, um, you know, I think he, he – I'm really happy for him. I think, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. But, you know, it's a relief for us. It's a guy you want to have in your room and on the ice uh, even more.
1: We sort of heard he was kind of the captain last year in your guys' eyes, anyways,
6: eh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I said it, you know, like three, or four days ago. So I think he, he he would be the captain if he stays, and you know that's what happens. So really happy for him and happy for us.
7: So what were examples of stuff he does as a, like before he, when he wasn't the captain? Now he's what? What were some examples of leadership that you've seen at the
6: back? And the way he brings everybody together, you know, try to set up some some team events, and stuff like that, and. The way it works on the ice, it shows, you know, th- this is the way a captain, you want to, you know, follow the leader. And he's like that-, that guy, I mean, PK, you know, he doesn't take a, a shift off and or a night off. And that's the kind of, you know, a player he is and person in the room as well. You know, as a family guy. The thing he does in the community, it's uh, tremendous. I mean, I've only been here, you know, last year, but I know he, do- he does a lot. I see him, you know, on social media all the time. So... He's, he's the type of guy. He deserved to be captain. It took a while, but I think it should have been done before. But you know, now it's the day, and I, I feel like uh, I'm really happy for. Him.
4: To have that solidified now uh, before the season, does it feel kind of like the pieces are starting to kind of
6: come together for your group? Yeah, I think you need a captain in your team. And last year we didn't have one. I mean, we have a lot of leaders. I think he's not going to be the only one. You know, that's going to be out there and talking and stuff like that. We got to do it together. It's not only the one that has the letter. We're we have a. You know, good group of guys, a good group of leadership, so probably 10 or 12 guys, so I think uh, we all got to chip in, but uh, to have, you know, one one leader, it's always good, and and a captain, and, uh, you know, Bex Bex was the the record. Can
2: I ask you about Jacob? What do you tell a young guy who gets some bad news about his shoulder, and I know you're close with him, I don't know how you check in on him, or what you do to kind of let him know that you're going to be okay?
6: Yeah, it, it wasn't easy for him. You know, he worked so hard this summer, and then, you know, to have the chance to play to, to in the team, I mean, he was going to have a, a spot. He, had a, he was having a good training camp, too, so far. So it's not easy. It's his first surgery as well, so he's, he's nervous. But, you know, I told him uh, I'll be there for him. And I you mean, know, I was there last year for him. I'll be there for for him all the time. And, you know, if he has to, to come stay with me and stuff like that, you know, he's a guy that has a lot of energy. He loves to talk, so doesn't want to be by himself a lot. So it's... Uh, <laughs> them everything's gonna go well you know we have great specialists you know we see see the best of the best so i think surgery is going to go well and then after it's uh, nothing you can do now i think it's it's just to be positive and you know the way they rehab and start start rehabbing every day and after you're going to be stronger you know mentally and He's gonna come back and help us at the end of the year.
2: With his energy, you sure you could have him as a roommate? I mean, that's
6: a lot. I know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready, but you uh, know, he's 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 a fun guy. I mean, he means so well, and uh, he's a he's a guy I want to help him. And I think even in the roomie, he, he would have been, you know, huge for us. Obviously, he brings a lot of energy, loves to talk, loves to cheer some guys. You know, you're having maybe a bad day; he's gonna be there to, you know, to cheer you up. So.
1: When a guys named captain, like, do you buy him a gift? Just congratulations, or does he have to buy you a gift? Like, how does does it
6: work? Um, I think he's going to buy us a (laughs) team dinner or something. It's going to kind of come along the way. But uh, new contract, so maybe new contract next year, (laughs) dinner. So we got two dinners, I think, on the the way, which is nice. He's uh, he's happy, you know, Bex. He's really happy, and I'm sure he's going to give us a a nice dinner. Just, um, you know, the tragic news about
1: Chris Snow. Yeah.
6: it's 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 not easy i mean it's a sad you know it was a sad day yesterday and uh, this guy you know put his heart on working for the team and even if he got diagnosed with with that he was always there every day working hard you know last year it wasn't going well he was texting me and you know a guy that i mean every day he's he's working for you know for his life and and he he took the time to text me i mean that shows a lot about the, the person and he dedicated his life to this team. So, I mean, it's a sad day for us. And, we're, and obviously, we're, we're there for, for his family, his kids, and his wife as well.
0: Jonathan Huberto, last flame we'll check in with on this Thursday. They're back in action on Friday with another game day. It's preseason game, 5 of 8 on the calendar for the Calgary Flames. They'll welcome in the Edmonton Oilers for a preseason battle of Alberta. All the action can be heard right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan we will take a break. We'll come back on the other side. He caught up with the Calgary Stampeders. They got a matchup in Hamilton on Saturday. Matty Rose has your stamps report. Taylor's got some Kevin Biggio predictions, and we'll look ahead to Thursday night football in the NFL. All of that and more as Sportsnet today rolls on here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, we are wrapping up our two of the program. Alongside my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, this afternoon. Cam, I think Taylor is your support person. I think my car is probably a better pick. Seems, it's there when I need it to be. It seems it sometimes is it there when you away. Need it, to be? it sometimes goes away. But I feel for like the Taylor's there more often than the car is. <laughs> At least for now, we're on a good record. I think we solved everything that was like a big issue with it. So now I can just kind of take it easy, preserve the state of it. It's all good. I'm glad for the most part that the text line was on board with us, that the emotional support alligator was probably a no- go at a bad baseball game. yeah, for the most part.
5: I'm gonna yeah. say I've done more research, and this alligator is smaller than me
0: well, i mean you're you're a human like, so I no mean, but like lengthwise. if you if
5: you had it from the tip of its nose to the tip of its tail, I am taller than it.
0: It's still a dangerous animal, though. It's exactly what I'm It's just
5: cuddling with some kids in a pool. I,
0: <laughs> I think we need to check that's, this alligator out for some weird, ten- weird tendencies with this alligator. <laughs> we need to do some extra research, Art. Right, if you could just fly us out to Philadelphia, we'll get yeah. you the latest on I'll, this. I'll build a few extra hours tonight do some on some research. Wally Gator. If you missed it earlier, we chatted about uh, Wally Gator, a prominent... TikTok star, I guess. So you're on TikTok. Have you not seen this before?
5: I have never seen this alligator before.
0: He was denied entry with his owner into a Phillies game as an emotional support animal. And most of us here on Sportsnet today are on board with the denying of the alligator into a sporting event. So regardless of size, I am unfortunately anti-gator when it comes to this. This text comes in. It's a goddamn alligator. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't fun. care if it's four yeah, feet don't. long or whatever matter. it is. Nope. It's an alligator. Don't let it in. No, nope. I don't care that it has a cute vest and a leash. Not happening. Good on you, Phillies. We need to take a stand on emotional support animals, and that's where emotional we've done support it. alligators. That's where that's I draw the, the line. line. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you'll see any emotional support animals in the stands on Saturday when the Stampeders. Take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Maybe some dogs or, or cats, but uh, it's going to be a big one for the Stamps. They need a win desperately. They are into Hamilton. Doesn't sound like Bo Levi Mitchell will get a chance at his old team. Not that the Stamps really care at this point. They just need to find a way to pick up a victory. Still a slight chance they can make the playoffs. They're going to need some help. They're going to need to pretty much win out if they want to get there. They've been back at practice this week getting set for Saturday's matchup against the Thai Cats. Let's get you caught up with the Stampeders. Today's Stamps Report with one Matty Rose. This this is the Stamps Report with Matty Rose.
4: The Calgary Stampeders held their final practice Thursday before they hop on a bird out east to play Hamilton Saturday night at 5 o'clock. It's the 4-10 Stampeders versus the 6-8 Tiger Cats. With the Stamps falling to the Alouettes at home last week, the crossover will be eliminated this weekend if the Thai Cats win. That loss has put a damper on this Stamps team as their hopes for the playoffs did get slimmer after the loss. But the good news was the Red Blacks beat the Riders that kept Saskatchewan at 6-8 with one more game upcoming between these two teams and that's good news but for now the Stampeders do need help week in and week out on top of needing to win their own games when Dave Dickinson joined us for his usual Wednesday chat on the big show with Russick and Rose he talked about the mood around the team as they prepare for this game and then a bye week with only five weeks left in the regular season
7: because everything we've, we've tried to put together just it doesn't seem to quite uh, pan out so it, it has been a rough year, and um, I'm really just trying to get our guys, you know, because what you want to make sure is they, they keep believing there's not only a, a chance, a hope, but that you're doing the right things to put yourself in a position to win, and, and uh, you do at some point, though, when you're losing, you're like, man, we're doing all these things, we're working so hard, and yet we're not we're not seeing the results. It can get really frustrating, um, but it's a sport, and, and you have to make sure that you, you trust the process and what you're doing, and... I, I told the guys afterwards, we're professional coaches, football players. You owe it to yourself, your teammates, your fans. You've got to bring your best. and Yeah, it's not working right now, but we do still believe we can turn the corner and it and, uh, starts with one win if we can get it. And that's what we we're hoping to get this weekend.
4: Coach, there have been different things that haven't worked for you, been different losses over the course of the year. It's been tough to put all three <clears throat> phases together in one is there anywhere that you feel like this team has taken a step forward over the course of this season, something that you can build on into these last couple of games to try and get these wins and get yourself into the playoffs?
7: Well, we've improved in certain areas and then we'll backtrack and we can't, we haven't been able to consistently put together a three phase game, you know, where we feel like everyone's kind of clicking and doing what we hope is at the certain standard. But, uh, so we've had a lot of turnover in our roster more than any team probably wants or needs um, and you know some of the major injuries have happened against our best guys but it's you know part of the reason we've been over able to overcome that in the past but this year it's uh it just hasn't happened and we will seem like we're kind of moving in the right direction and, and then we step back in that phase another thing another area of the team that's playing well uh might necessarily you know not have its best game and we haven't been able to overcome it so the whole thing about it is just try to keep yourself in the mix put yourself back in that situation and and uh hopefully find a way to push through and get that get that win and Hopefully, from that point there, you just feel like, okay, can we make a run? Possibly, let's go. But it really has to be one win and mm. has to be this weekend.
4: One of the players tasked with keeping the mood up is receiver Martin Michelle. Joined the team near the Midway Point, an infectious personality for that room of receivers. Talk to him about the vibe of the team after Thursday's session. All right. We're here with Mark and Michelle getting ready for your game in Hamilton this week. I guess just tell me about the energy around the room as you prepare for kind of a do or die game here.
8: Um, the energy remains the same, man. The energy never wavers. It never falters, man. Um, you know, we, we focus on us. You know what I'm saying? I feel like anybody whose energy gets depleted or goes down is because you're focused on things that you can't control. And we don't focus on that. We focus on us. So our energy is always going to be high.
4: You're one of those guys who kind of always brings positivity and kind of brings that vibe to the group. Does that change in a situation like this? Does it begin become harder to do?
8: Never, um, it, it can't. It, it'll never become harder to do because it's who I am. It's not a, it's not something I turn on and off. I'm I'm like this 24/7, seven days a week. So it's naturally who I am. So I'm gonna always be that person. Tell us about this matchup with Hamilton and uh, what you see from their defense. Watching some film. Oh man, it's gonna be a battle. It's always a battle when we go out there. You know what I mean? So. Um, we got to you know make sure we're focused, make sure we stay on our A game. And like I said, focus on us. Got to go out there and pay it, um, make, make sure we focus on the details and really just take what the defense gives us. You know what I mean? And I feel like we'll come out successful.
4: Lately, it feels like you've been able to kind of stretch the defense out against some of your opposition. Do you feel like you've been able to do that and, and what that does for the rest of the receivers on your team?
8: Uh, absolutely. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, Coach – he preaches, preaches that every single day. we got to be the engine of the team. Um, we have to bring the energy because, you know, um, we I, we love all the other guys on the team, man, but everybody knows the big plays down the field that comes from us. So we have to be the spark for the team, and that sets the tone, it sets the energy for the rest of the team.
4: It's a big one against Hamilton. Best of luck. All
8: right, man, thank you. Thanks, Mark. All right,
4: as far as the injury report goes Sean McEwen did not practice once again I would expect him to be ruled out on the final injury report Thursday afternoon Zach Williams was able to go for a second straight day but looks like we will see a change on the line at one of the key positions at center could see 23 year old Rodin Brown get the start he's been on the practice roster since the middle of June a former second round pick of the Alouettes who played at the U of A with the Golden Bears but has not yet played a CFL game elsewhere on the offense will Longley was back after the fullback missed a day with illness, as was Kadeem Carey. Cole Tucker put together a third straight day of practice. He looks to return from a head injury. On the defense, Trey Roberson had a third straight day participating. I'm expecting him to return to a starting role on the defense Saturday. Not much changing apart from that. On the Hamilton side of the ball, they will probably be without Ted Laurent after the D lineman missed practice Tuesday and wednesday but that seems to be the only injury that they are dealing with that isn't on their six game injured list of course Bully Levi Mitchell still not ready to return from that leg fracture so the former Stampeder will not face his former team this year did have a chance to talk to Dave Dickinson about the Hamilton defense he'll face after the Thursday practice as far as the injury report goes Sean McEwen did not practice once again I would expect him to be ruled out on the final injury report Thursday afternoon Zach Williams was able to go for a second straight day but looks like we will see a change on the line at one of the key positions at center could see 20 23 year old Rodim Brown get the start. He's been on the practice roster since the middle of June, a former second-round pick of the Alouettes who played at the U of A with the Golden Bears but has not yet played a CFL game. Elsewhere on the offense, Will Longley was back after the fullback missed a day with illness, as was Kadeem Carey. Cole Tucker put together a third straight day of practice. He looks to return from a head injury on the defense. Trey Roberson had a third straight day participating. I'm expecting him to return to a starting role on the defense Saturday. Not much changing apart from that. On the Hamilton side of the ball, they will probably be without Ted Laurent after the D lineman missed practice Tuesday and Wednesday. But that seems to be the only injury that they are dealing with. That isn't on their six game injured list, of course. Bull Levi Mitchell still not ready to return from that leg fracture, so the former Stampeder will not face his former team this year. Did have a chance to talk to Dave Dickinson about the Hamilton defense he'll face after the Thursday practice.
7: Well, I mean, they're playing with some momentum. Uh, You know, same as us, they're in a situation they feel like it's not must-win, but it is one of those games that uh, the winner will feel a lot better about their season and have a chance. And uh, their defense has always been good. Um, they bring a lot of different looks, some pressure, and then they fake the pressure and come off. It's about being in manageable second-down situations and hopefully getting touchdowns, not field goals.
4: And Dave expanded more on the quarterback, Taylor Powell, and the offense when he joined us on the big show back on Wednesday.
7: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they made a coaching change early on. And they kind of simplified things, and, and their quarterback does have mobility and he can run and he's, he's very accurate. Uh, the the key with young quarterbacks is to try to get their eyes confused and get them to hold the ball longer. And hopefully that that's the case. You can get your pass rush right home. So, um, and the other thing is get him in second along, you know, like that's what we didn't do against Montreal as much as they, they were able to get the, you know, first down production. So they didn't have to do a lot of drop back pass and we couldn't get exotic blitzes because they were able to get three, four, five, seven yards on first down. So that's the plan. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but uh, uh, if you can do that to a young quarterback a lot of times get their eyes confused you can make you can have them make mistakes and hopefully we take advantage of them
4: stampeters and tiger cats saturday at five o'clock after that the Stampeders will have their final bye week of the season but this is a big game if they lose the crossover is dead they're still looking to catch the riders a riders team that plays the lions in bc Friday night, they will also play these same Tiger Cats while the Stampeders are on their bye. Then the two teams will meet for an epic clash as the season winds down. Going to be a beautiful night in Hamilton Saturday. Weather should not be an issue. Stamps and tie Cats will go at 5 o'clock. Depth charts will come out Friday morning before the Stampeders hop on a plane out to the Hammer. With your Stamps report, I'm Matt Rose.
0: Thank you, Matty. Appreciate that. Yes, the Calgary Stampeders and Hamilton Tiger Cats kicking things off on Saturday. Injury report out for the Stampeders since uh, Matty put in today's stamps report. Uh, Kadeem Carey listed as questionable. He's been dealing with an illness, did not participate in practice on Thursday. Julian Charles and Michael Griffin, both of them out with knee injuries. They didn't practice all week long. Sean McEwen questionable with a foot injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Uh, Tyson Middlemost, he is out with a hamstring injury. Uh, So lots of Stampeders. Uh, dealing with injuries this week. Full practices, though, for Silas Stewart, Trey Roberson, Cole Tucker as well. So the Stamps will get a couple of bodies back. And Zach Williams should be able to go after missing practice on Tuesday. Let's quickly switch things over to the Toronto Blue Jays. They're in action tonight against the New York Yankees. Chris Bassett gets the mound for the Jays going up against Luke Weaver. And as we've done for the last week or so on the program We've been getting Taylor's Kevin Biggio predictions. Let's flash you back to Wednesday and see what Taylor had to uh, predict for Kevin Biggio's performance last night against the Yanks. Biggio, after just a terrible performance yesterday, pushed down the lineup. He's going to play second base and bat fifth tonight. Taylor, it's game two tonight. We need your Kevin Biggio predictions for this Wednesday.
5: I'm nervous now. I'm questioning all sense of my reality. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Um,
0: betrayed <laughs> By who?
5: my by his nerves and okay. my brain. okay, he didn't do so bad against Garrett Cole last outing, but i'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna go he gets he gets a hit.
0: ball Anthony's for strike three call mm.
4: and how about defense
5: he's back at second base
4: Any he highly real doubles doubles double play double play i'm learning
5: you know what he's gonna have like two great plays
4: all right
1: here's oswaldo cabrera hits it sharply and what a nice pick out at second by kevin biggio
0: To second, Biggio again. And that's nine up and nine down. And that's why we do this every day. Biggio! Not bad, Tay. Defensively, you nailed it. Offensively, your boy's been letting you down. He's back in the lineup tonight. He'll bat fifth and play second base, going up against Luke Weaver, who is three and five on the season, 6.47. ERA, Taylor, it's a big game for the Jays. They need to win against the Yankees. What does Kevin Biggio have in store for us on Thursday night? <sighs> By the way, I like that you started off with a sigh every <sighs> single time. Every single time.
5: I'm just, I don't know what to think anymore. I.
0: Welcome to my life every day.
5: You know, he was doing so great, and then it all went downhill. And now I don't know. I don't know what to do.
0: Down to two twenty-five on the year. He's got sixty-two hits, nine home runs, and thirty-six RBIs. Luke Weaver, not the best pitcher in the world.
5: Okay, but it's also the Blue Jays. It is also the Blue Jays. They do so bad against terrible pitching. I, I'm gonna go back to my roots here. and Kevin Vigio walk. Because it's a guarantee in life. <laughs> and yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh. Just a walk for Kevin Biggio tonight. Really I mean, there's, there's
5: going to be some good defensive plays because that's another guarantee with okay. Kevin Biggio. we we'll take that down. Defense. We're taking
0: points for defensive plays for sure. So so a walk and some solid defense from Kevin Biggio. That's what we're getting tonight. Yep. All right, Kim. You got that written down in stone, pal? That's right, buddy. A walk and a strong defensive night from Kevin Biggio. He's batting fifth and playing second base tonight as the Toronto Blue Jays take on the New York Yankees. That's our Thursday edition of Taylor's Kevin Biggio predictions. We'll check in on Friday to see how she did. Uh, the rest of the Jays lineup looks like this. It's George Springer leading off, playing right field. Brandon Belt batting second and DHing. Vladys playing first base. He's at third. Bichette batting fourth. Alejandro Kirk at 6th, Kevin Kiermaier moving up the lineup a bit, playing center field, batting 7th, followed by Matt Chapman, playing third base, batting 8th, and Dalton Varsho in left field will bat ninth. 5.07 first pitch, listen to the game right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan, or watch on the Sportsnet television network. We got to get out of here, got to make way for Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson on this Thursday Thank you for listening, whether live or on the podcast. Thank you for texting in. The text line was tremendous on this Thursday. We appreciate you guys interacting with the show. Thank you to my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, for their great work on this Thursday as well. It was great to chat some Calgary Flames hockey. Adnan Verk joined the program. We had a stamps report with Maddie Rose. If you missed any of it, check it out on the podcast. Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite pod catcher. They go up minutes after. Every hour finishes here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We'll be back on a Friday edition. We'll chat some NFL football with Maddie Marchese and get you set for a Flames game day. They're taking on the Oilers on Friday night. Don't miss it. Appreciate you listening. Keep it locked right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.